often being interrogated. <laughs> I love these new churches. It's wonderful. Um, g'day, everyone. I, I, if I didn't get to say hello to you before, I'm sorry. Um, I was going to come and say hello to the musos, but they were busy practicing. So, and, and thanks for your uh, music this morning. It's been uh, it's been good. Um, I'm not going to do all the work here tonight. Sorry to say. Um, Kiralee asked me to come and if I could come over, but um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I can come. But you guys are going to do some work for me as well. Uh, that's why, uh, where's the screen? It's on this side of me. That's why this, the thing that up there says, um, not we are what we eat, but are we what we eat? Okay, so as we look at the scriptures tonight and as we uh, chat through a few things, I want uh, you guys to be able to uh, tell me the importance of eating well, spiritually. And I also want you to be able to encourage each other to keep looking after each other in that way as well. So I'm really here to challenge you guys tonight because you won't see me for another couple of years after this. So I won't, you'll, be, you'll forget I'm nasty by the time I come, come back. So, so are, we, are we awake and ready to do some work? Uh, you will get fed. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we're talking about uh, are we what we eat. Now, this isn't a, a talk about obesity. Okay, we're not uh, talking about our physical intake. But our physical nourishment can help us, I think, to demonstrate the point that we're trying to make tonight. Because we all know what happens uh, physically when we eat too much rubbish, don't we? I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've said to my congregation, uh, I want to be, uh, what am I now, 15 kilos lighter by the end of the year. Hence all the rubbish I ate today. We, we know what happens. Who's, who's seen the, uh, the documentary, uh, Supersize Me? Yeah, some of you may be a bit young for some. You've, have you heard about it? This guy uh, ate Maccas three meals a day for a month. And if they said to him, uh, do you want to upsize it? He couldn't say no. And of course, they always do. So he, all he did was eat Maccas for a month. Uh, and what happened? He gained 11 kilos in a month. Can you imagine if he did it for a whole year? Imagine gaining over 100 kilos. It's not, not healthy for him. But it wasn't just weight gain. His cholesterol rose. He had mood swings. Uh, he lacked energy, all because the food he was eating, far too much of it as well, but the food he was eating wasn't nutritious. He wasn't feeding his body. His body was lacking nutrition. But tonight, I don't want uh, us to think about our stomachs. I want us to think about our spiritual lives, our souls. Who can help me out here? H how do we feed our souls? How do we feed our spiritual side? Remember, I'm not doing all the work here tonight. You guys are going to help me. How do we do that? Anyone, just yell out. Read the scriptures. How else? Read the Bible. Oh, excellent. We listen to God by reading the scriptures, reading God's word. Because Jesus said to us, he came so that we could have life and have life to the full. He wanted us to have the best life. And we can't have that if we're not listening to him. What happens when we feed our souls with, with rubbish, stuff that's not healthy? Who can give me an example of, of, of something that's not healthy? You get cholesterol, spiritual cholesterol, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. But what, what, what happens? 
unhealthy stuff for our soul means really that anything that goes against what God says because it, it pulls us in the opposite direction of what God wants us to be fed on I'll give us a few examples later but tonight I want to I want to challenge every one of you I don't care what what age you are who's the youngest here tonight how old are you darling four I shouldn't ask who's the oldest uh, so we go from four to over 50 maybe maybe I don't care how old we are tonight <laughs> and as we get older we have to um, look after ourselves even more don't we but I want to challenge us all uh, to, to ask you what, what are you feeding your souls with is it nutritious the Bible's full of um, eating imagery I'm sure you know Jesus used the, the illustrations often come to me you'll never be thirsty what do you say I am the bread of life come to me you'll never hunger but I want to start tonight with the Ezekiel reading now I've put it up on the screen so I wasn't sure whether we were going to have Bibles but look in your Bibles I'd, I'd prefer you to get used to having it in your hands so you, you, you're used to what's what's saying but let me read it again because I think it's important um, we're starting at 2 9 then I looked and I saw a hand stretched out to me in it was a scroll which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were words written of uh, words of, written words of lament and mourning and woe. And he said to me, "Son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll. Then go and speak to the house of Israel." So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. Then he said to me, "Son of man, eat this scroll I'm giving you and fill your stomach with it." So I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. And then he said to me, Son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. You're not being sent to a people of obscure speech and difficult language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many peoples of obscure speech and difficult language, whose words you, can't, who you cannot understand. Surely if I'd sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the house of Israel is not willing to listen to you, because they're not willing to listen to me. For the whole house of Israel is hardened and obstinate. You probably know the background. Um, this is God calling Ezekiel, the prophet, to be his spokesperson, to be his prophet for the first time. And just before our reading, if you, because we've got our Bibles, you can actually go back to it. Just uh, where, where, where did we start? We started at uh, two nine. Uh, so if you go back to two eight. He says, but you, son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. That's when he handed him the scroll. I don't know what he was expecting when he said, look, eat what I'm about to give you. But that scroll was unusual. I actually had a, I have, I've got a scroll at home. I meant to bring it. I just ran out the door too quickly and forgot. Because this scroll is very unusual normally when you unroll a scroll it's like this piece of paper there's words on one side but what does it say there you, you do the work look in your bibles what does it how, look at verse three uh verse 10 sorry it's got words on both sides how weird's that if you unroll a scroll you can't read both sides of it it was a very strange scroll 
and he said, God said to him, you ought to speak the words to God's people that I'm giving you. And the fact that uh, it, it's written on both sides is telling us that, well, God's got a lot to say. And the fact that it's, uh, there's no space left on the scroll means Ezekiel can't add his own stuff to it. What's on that scroll is only God's words and that's all Ezekiel has to speak to them. Don't be distorting it, don't be adding to it. That's the imagery that, that, that we're looking at here. It's a very strange scroll. And what was written on it? Verse 10. Who's going to help me out? Someone under 10. You look, you look quite well for someone under 10. <laughs> so what was it again? Sorry, you, you can help me out. Let me read it for you then. <laughs> Words of lament and mourning and, and woe. That's not good news, is it? It's because the people Ezekiel is being sent to, to, to tell these words to have been rebellious. And God's answer to us being rebellious is not pretty. God's answer is judgment. That's the message Ezekiel was to go and tell the people. So if he's going to eat that scroll, what do you expect it's going to taste like? I'd love you to come out here and do that face, Jim. <laughs> it, it, oh, you know, horrible. And yet God said, eat this scroll. I don't know what you would have uh, expected him to say when he's handed in the scroll. I would have thought, now Ezekiel, uh, go and uh, say these things, read this scroll to my people. Not eat it. <laughs> but this is where it gets interesting. What happened when he ate it? As sweet as honey. Not what you'd expect. Not at all. Words of lament and mourning and woe. What does it teach us? Have a look at verse 3. God told him to fill his stomach with it. Not just taste it, not just nibble on it, fill your stomach. God wants us not just to listen to what he says. He wants us to, to take it in, to believe it, to, to, to take it to heart, to fully obey it. Fill ourselves completely and when we listen to God and when we obey him, well... It is as sweet as honey. But it's not as sweet as honey if you're not listening to him. Or you are listening and just, just ignoring him. See what God told Ezekiel to do? He said, now go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. They're not a stupid people that you're going to speak to. They don't have a, a strange speech, different language. They're just hardened and ob obstinate. And they're not going to listen to me, to you, because they don't want to listen to me. But because they weren't listening, God's word would not have been sweet, but bitter in judgment for them. Because written on the scroll were words of lament and mourning and woe, because they'd been ignoring God. That's the judgment they, they were under. So when we read God's word, I'm, I'm trusting 
you've got full Bibles there. Your congregation this morning weren't nibbling at them. There's not holes in it. No, you've got a full Bible. What does it taste like for us when we read, taste God's word, when we read it? Is it always as sweet as honey for us? No. Because sometimes it convicts us that we're doing the wrong thing. And that's hard to swallow. But it comes out tasting sweet as we obey it and, and are forgiven by God because God truly knows what's best for us. But that same scroll that tasted so good to Ezekiel, because he listened to God and importantly, he obeyed him, even when he was told to do some weird stuff, like eat a scroll. It's not what we were expecting. But Ezekiel trusted God, he did it, and it was good for him, as weird as it was. See, sometimes God tells us what God tells us to do might seem strange or weird to the world around us. And we can either trust God and listen to him, or we can become hardened and obstinate like the Israelites. Let me give you a, an obvious example. God tells us that, that sex is a, a beautiful gift to be enjoyed within the safety and relationship of marriage. Not that long ago, most of the world around us would have agreed with that. But over the last few generations, they've changed their minds and now they think we're weird when we stand firm by believing that and, and standing firm in that belief. So we can either trust God and listen to his word or, and it will be as sweet as honey to our souls when we do that. Or we can listen to the world around us and end up in all sorts of trouble. You might think that it tastes sweet at the time, but it always ends up in tears when the relationship breaks down. That goes on to affect future relationships as well. So you can see why God, God knows what he's doing. The initial sweetness doesn't last because it's not really what God wants for us. The point of all this takes us back to our question. Are we what we eat? If we're not listening to God's word, then we are, we are going to be listening to some other voices. We're always influenced by someone. If we're not feeding our souls on God's word, then we are going to be feeding it with something else. Which do you think is more nutritious for us? Which do you think is better for us? How does it affect our lives if, you, if, if we feed ourselves with rubbish instead of God's word? This is, this is not a rhetorical question. This is for you guys to help me with. How does it affect our lives if we listen to the world instead of listening to God? What can happen? What can go wrong? <laughs> exactly, lots. I could go around to every single one of you and give me a different example. All of this is so important because it's what God wants for us. But it's also practical as well. Like I'm, I'm only here tonight because Graham hasn't been well. I know, I know it's been a difficult time for all of you in the church, his family as well. But every single one of you here is going to have difficult times like that in your life. If it's not cancer, it'll be something else. 
if you haven't already. And if you have already, well, there's going to be plenty more of them as well. Life is tough. How do we cope? How do we know how to cope during those times? Because we're fed our souls with God's word, and so we're healthy. We're healthy enough to know that we can trust him through all of that. We don't wait for things to go bad and then turn to God and see what he's got to say. And we also know that when things are going well, well, how we ought to celebrate properly when we listen to God. See, God's not just here for us in the bad times. He's here for us in the good times and every time in between. In all circumstances, we need to listen to him for wisdom, not ourselves, not what the world thinks. Anyone a fan of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs? When was the last time you read the book of Proverbs? I've got one here I want to just have a look at with us. It's at the beginning of the book. You, oh, God is good. <laughs> I did not know you were doing this in Sunday school this morning. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. There's a reason, Proverbs, it's called wisdom literature. Trust God for, for true wisdom. That's what brings health and nourishment to our souls. Even when we're faced with difficult times, it can be easy to be tempted by many things that the world has to offer us. But when you're tempted, ask yourself, what's God said about this? What should I do here that would please God because, well, he knows what's best for me. Not what I think I should be doing because we can often be deceived. We need to listen to God. It's what Jesus did. That's what our second reading uh, was that we read earlier. Because after he was baptised and led out to the desert to be tempted, well, we read the story. If you are the Son of God, he's being tempted. Turn the, tell these stones to, to turn to bread. And what did he answer? It's written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus knew what was important for him and that what was important for him was, was to listen to his father. Even when he was so hungry. I don't know if any of us have actually experienced true hunger, have we? We've always got so much food. You get hungry by the end of the day. Imagine going days without food. And when we're hungry, we can give in to all sorts of temptations. But Jesus didn't. He didn't give in to the world around him. He turned to the scriptures and asked himself, what's God said about this that I know I can trust? And he remembered Deuteronomy 8.3, which is where this quote comes from. And he said, he's answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm here tonight to encourage us all to do likewise, to be like Jesus, to be wise like him. Take the feeding of your soul seriously. I mean, we, you, I'm sorry I can't stay for, for dinner tonight because I have to listen to the scriptures too and the scriptures <laughs> tell me to love my wife. 
and she's about to go away for a couple of days so I'm going to have to go home and <laughs> she has to leave at five or get up at five o'clock in the morning so um, so I really I'd love to stay and, and, and chat actually but I'm sorry that I can't because I need to listen to what God says regardless of what I actually want to do I mean I do want to go and see it but you know <laughs> but that's what I'm here to encourage us with take God's word seriously because he wrote it for us you ever thought about that he wrote that for you not just so we could know about him but so we could know him not just so we could know how to be good people well, not just a moral thing he wrote it so we'd know Jesus as our Lord, as our Saviour. And so we'd know that we can't be good people on our own. So we'd know that we need him, we need his forgiveness. We know that we do have the Holy Spirit, as John was saying earlier, to help us. But unless we take his word seriously, how can we know any of this? If we're not feeding ourselves... We can give in to all sorts of temptations when we're hungry. We can feed ourselves with non-nutritious junk. But I want to say tonight, feed yourselves with God's word so that you're strong and healthy. How can we encourage each other to do this? This is where I'd be quiet. How, how do we do this? Seriously. How can we encourage one another? Small group. Yeah. But being here tonight. I, I, I see a lot of people that, that think, oh, just come and sit, I don't contribute anything. And I say, you coming contributes. You being here is an encouragement for others to be here. Read your Bibles. Read them alone, read them together with other people, Bible studies. Read them as, uh, on, on your phones, wherever you can in school groups I want to say don't miss coming to church don't miss going to youth group don't grumble about it either if, if you start if your, your, your folks start uh, making excuses for not coming if you start making excuses for not coming or start running late in a nicest way as you can tell them to pull the finger out I guess I'm saying have a positive attitude to it. Be enthusiastic. It's amazing how it'll change your, your outlook. Tell your folks that, look, I want to be there. I want to hear what God's got to say. Don't make excuses. And, you, and encourage each other to do that. If you see someone missing for a little while, ring them up. Say, how are you going? What's happening? Come with us. Come on. Let's get enthusiastic about this because it's, it's for life. It's not a chore for us. It's, it's, it's God speaking to us. You know what a privilege it is that God speaks to us? The God who created everything? I'm, I'm nothing to him, so I would think. But the scriptures tell me that I'm everything to him because he sent his son. That's how important you are to him. So I'm just trying to say, get, get into those habits of, of feeding yourself well. Because pretty soon, all these younger folk, it'll be like a flash, will be leaving for, for uni or leaving for work, only a couple of years away. And then you're going to be tempted with all sorts of things. 
we get tempted and we give in to temptation when we're hungry. But if you've fed your soul and are healthy and strong, you'll know how to deal with that. You'll be ready and be able to cope with it. Be more like Ezekiel, who listened to God. He obeyed him, no matter how weird it might have sounded. Don't give in to the peer pressure of our world. Ezekiel trusted that God knew what was best for him and it tasted as sweet as honey on his lips. So I want to finish where I started here tonight by asking you, are we what we eat? If you think we are, then please, please watch your diet very carefully. Don't feed your souls with junk. Be careful what you read, what you watch, what you look at on the internet. Instead, fill it with the nutritious word of God. And may it be as sweet as honey as you do. How about I pray? Loving Father, we thank you that uh, we do have your word to teach us, to feed us. And we thank you that in today's society in Australia, there is no obstacle for us to be fed. We pray for those many people around the world, our brothers and sisters, who are persecuted for being fed, for saying that they follow Jesus. And we do pray that you will uh, continue to open up opportunities for them to feed each other, encourage one another. But I pray for uh, each of us here now. Change our hearts so that we become enthusiastic. We become uh, hungry, ravishing to want to feed on what you've got for us. And may we grow healthy and strong as a result. We pray for Graham and his family tonight. And we thank you that they do trust you. And we pray that you continue to comfort them. In Jesus' name. Thanks, John. Um, I'm going to stand at the door mm -hmm. when I leave, mm -hmm. and no one's allowed to leave without answering one of my questions. Good plan. They just won't get fed until <laughs> I answer a question. <laughs>